you are about to enter another dimension where you will not be able to change the channel. Welcome to the Commission Guys Roadcast. You have just sashayed yourself into our zone. We are in control of what happens here. Enjoy the show. Alright, hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Combustion Guys Roadcast! Hey, like that dump truck back there. Yeah, that I'm dump sure truck. you can see him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can too. Don't All kinds. See, don't shoot till you see the turn signal bulb of his headlights. <clears throat> ah. He's that, a bit farther back now. Yeah. But we're, we're in between his brother here. His brother, the Peterbilt? Brother Dump. What's that back there? Another, is that another Peterbilt? Uh, Kenworth. Oh, Kenworth. Okay. Sometimes they just have Peterbilt. Um, oh yeah, because they just they buy the. Oh yeah, they buy the uh, NASCAR sponsor here of uh, Rush Truck Center's um, exactly. mud flaps. Nice. Okay, right. very good. Very good. So, anyways, guys, uh, it has been a while since we've done a roadcast. I think we almost missed a month, actually. Time, yeah, so. because we did the I did the car hunt by myself. Yep, because I had my wisdom teeth out. That was not fun. But um, I can definitely tell that there's a improvement in my biting, so that's definitely helpful. Your sinuses improved? Uh, my sinuses improved. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. The, well, they the surgery, around yeah, up they messed up, and messed up my sinuses somehow. That was weird. But anyways, also, it might have had something to do with the cold oxygen. They were pumping be. up my nose, too. That yeah. could have given me a cold, I guess. That might have been it. I don't know. Oh, no, my nose, my nose and sinuses, they are it's very sensitive. sensitive, yeah. I don't know why, but it is. But anyways, guys, so we had that happen, so my mouth and my voice and my whole being was not feeling good, so Todd, he went out hunting for nice car diecast, so that was, a, that was a cool video. Yeah. Very cool. Fun. Found some cool diecast for me, so thank you for Very that. And uh, what happened at Daytona, because you went out there to check yeah. out... The Trans Am series, and what was it, HSR? Yeah. How's, how's that go? Yeah, we, uh, I was looking through Grassroots Motorsports, then seeing on Instagram that the Trans Am series had their final race on uh, at Daytona. I think it's always that, what, it's second second week, third week of, uh, second week yeah. of um, November. But I didn't realize when I got there, because you have to come in from the West Gate, West Tunnel. Mm, yeah. And, uh... I didn't realize what all was going on because I, I went there thinking, okay, I'm here for the, the Trans Am race. Then it's HSR this, HSR that. I'm like, wow, what am I here for? <laughs> and uh, so I got the ticket, went inside, and it was just uh, lots of vintage race cars, vintage Volkswagen, Volkswagens in Buses, general. Yeah. A lot of um, supercars. I saw two or three McLaren Sennas. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah, well, I figured out that video. But yeah, we yeah. gotta figure those out. Cause... But um, yeah, so they had the um, the first Trans Am race. There was two classes. Hmm. I think it was like uh, Trans Am Pro or Super Trans Am, something like that. Those okay. cars are really, really powerful, and they run at the same time, obviously. And then the uh, the more the stock car style. Um, fiberglass, well, not fiberglass, but, you know, more of a NASCAR body, you know, chassis right. and all that. They ran for the, the second race. I think there was only a few minutes in between, maybe about a half hour in between the two races. So, hmm. a lot of action. 
But then after those races, they had a lot of historic, um, like older 2001 um, Audi Le Mans uh, open cockpit car, kind of like on TIR. Oh yeah, those cars. Yeah. yeah, they had all those type of cars um, out on the uh, pit road where everybody could come out and walk around, look at them, take pictures. And that was pretty neat. I'd never been on Daytona's pit road, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, because we walked on the track for the Turkey Rod one. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's uh, yeah, but that's that's a little bit before the picnics. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. awesome. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely have to do that again. But yeah. there's just so much to see. I mean, even for the ticket that I got, it was still a two-day ticket. I'm sure. I mean, the schedule is packed with what all yeah, was going it was, on. Yeah, it was so, nuts. Yeah. They had vintage racing Porsches. Um, in all kinds. They had a, a British um, sports car club there. And uh, several of those clubs got to take a lap around the track, I think. Nice. I don't know if it was around the oval or if it was around the uh, the road course, but down on the apron. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going on. Big old campers parked on the corners watching the race. Everybody with their pop-up tents. Pretty much Rolex. Oh, uh, yeah, really, right? yeah. Very similar. Nice. It was packed. I don't think I went too far to the east of the track. I think I so I really don't know what was going on out there. Mm. I don't know if it was more um, more uh, race cars out that way or not. Maybe so, yeah. But uh, yeah. Very cool. So something to look forward to field. next year then. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. A, little bit, a little bit more expensive than Aurora, but you right. got a lot more going on too. Yeah, because I mean it's a giant car show type thing, really. And somehow Ray Evernham is a, a key role in huh. all that. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if he's kind of heads up HSO uh -huh. or what, but they were interviewing him when I was walking along the uh, uh, pit road with the cars. Oh, that's and cool. You hear him over the speakers. So very yeah. cool. Okay. That's going to be cool to see. So uh, yeah, yeah. So also, why we haven't been uh, doing a roadcast? Uh, the new Mustang has been unveiled. The Mustang Mark E SUV. I think they're going to sell a lot of them. Though. Yeah. Initial uh, initial thoughts on design, though. Yeah. The styling wise. I mean, it didn't look too bad. It's, mm -hmm. it's that typical nice crossover look that we're kind of being forced to accept. That looks more like one of the, the original BMX5, BMW X5s. Yeah. It looks a lot better than a Tesla truck. That, oh, it, yeah, it looks it a lot better than that, much. so yeah. It, yeah, it wouldn't take too much at all, so. But, uh, yeah, very true. No, it doesn't look too bad. I guess yeah. Ken Block was kind of instrumental in it, so. Um, so I'm not sure if he was instrumental in development or just there along for the. Kind of like test, along testing it. Hmm. They had some pictures of the uh, of it camouflaged in blue. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't like it, but. Yeah. I do think it'll probably catch on. Yeah. Ford's not going to put it out there if they're going to lose money. Miles. Exactly. Yeah. South on Central Florida Greenway. What did so, you say? Oh. Something about the Greenway. So. Greenway. Yeah. But, anyways, um, yeah, my initial thought when I saw it. It looked like a Lamborghini in the front end. It looked like the Urus oh, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some people comment very, like yeah, very electric-y. Very electric-y looking. So, um, I guess the my, my basic thing is pretty much my same response to the Corvette, uh. which is 
and I also read a lot of comments, Instagram and YouTube, which were about the same sentiment as well. Um, there was some very negative sentiment, but the yeah. overall sentiment was, um, it's not a Mustang. Yeah, so, yeah, really, it's one of those things where it's just a color that they've decided to badge with the Mustang logo. Yeah, it's got so, a few styling. Yeah, it's got the styling cue, cues. Sorry, man. It's like they kind of they borrowed that kind of coupe, coupe sedan yeah. look from the Charger, mm -hmm. you know? and also from the BMWs yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Some of the Mercedes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I mean, the Juke. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I honestly don't mind the idea of um, electric performance Good SUV. Thing. They didn't ask you. Yeah, they didn't ask me, but I'm going to give my opinion anyways. Because we have rights to give our opinions. Very really? Okay. We do. Exactly. It's amazing. So, well, for now. For we'll now. We'll see how, so how everything works out. Anyways. Um, but the main thing is just that just it's, it's a totally... Yeah. Well, it's a totally different vehicle. Yeah. It's not the same vehicles on the same platform. Um, so it's like, okay, why are you calling it the Mustang, or why are you using the Mustang um, name to bring out an SUV when the Mustang has always been a sedan or a, a coupe car? Also, too, that it's always been a combustion vehicle as well. Right. So, I mean, uh, obviously, too, you have the potential of must the Mustang vehicle going to all electric in the future on the car platform. Yeah. Which, on being on the car platform, it seems a little bit more sensible, seems a little bit more going along progression-wise, correct, per se. Um, but with the SUV, it's like, it's a totally different platform, totally different drivetrain. So, it's, um, yeah, just, it's weird that they use that name on that vehicle. So like, I mean, um, I, I mean, I would have had no no problem if they had brought back like an old name like uh, the Torino or the Tornado or some other name from the past. To I mean, uh, I saw a few people suggesting that it should have been called the Falcon, Ford Falcon, idea. which would have been interesting yeah. idea. But yeah, it's just it's it, it's getting a lot of flack, comment-wise. Anyways, I'm not sure how sales will go, but comment-wise, for sure, a lot of people are giving it flack because. It's an SUV with a coupe, coupe's name. So, I mean, it might have the performance of a coupe. But even but, borrowing yeah. the Mach, you know, the Mach-E yeah, exactly. name, too. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's just interesting. So, the same feeling, really, with the Corvette thing of just, it's a totally different vehicle. They've totally re-engineered it. It's on a totally different platform spec. It's not in the same car class that the, the original Corvette was in or the Mustang's in. So just uh, just that little change is what annoys me and I just don't see it being a good thing overall. But I think what they're also trying to do is go like with Dodge and have, but you know, still. Right. Well, we got this Mustang for the growing family, this Mustang for the single person. See, even with, at SEMO, they had the uh, electric <coughs> Mustang with the six-speed, and I have no idea why or how they did that. That'd be weird. 
read about this? Uh, yeah, it is six-speed electric Mustang. Yeah, look that up. Okay, yeah, weird. I gotta read that. Because, yeah, I mean... Okay, that's gonna be interesting so to look that shows up. shows you where they're going. Yeah, where that's, they're in, that's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna... But have even GM had that. some electric... They, like, they had an electric... Mm -hmm. uh, what was that? Like a, uh, older Chevy pickup? It was, uh, it was electric, so I mean... Really, on that one, everybody's yeah. really testing the waters. Yeah. To see what see what people are willing to do. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, it's the thing of too is that um, having multiple different power chains is really a good idea because then you have uh, multiple options for multiple customers. Yeah. So I mean, hydrogen cell vehicles, electric hybrid, mild hybrid, and combustion. I mean, I have absolutely no problem with that. It's just the whole thing of we've got to push everybody into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to make everybody conform their yeah, ideals to um, that platform is what uh, puts puts me off. Because I mean, honestly, um, I think we're the still thing that the cleanest, the cleanest oh, nation. We, we are the, we are the too, cleanest we? air nation yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. So there's really awesome. no reason that we have to get rid of all of our combustion engines. True. Benefit the rest of the world, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Anyways. But anyways. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not against electric cars. It's just when people like Elon Musk and Tesla come out and say, "Oh yeah, you're not going to have anything else to drive. You have to have this." Yeah. yeah. It's that attitude that you don't have any choice because we're going to tell you what to do. Right. And me being the customer, it's like, hey. What I want to buy dictates to you what you need to sell me. Because if I'm not willing to buy it, then you're not going to make any money from me. So, I mean, it's just um, just that interesting mentality that I don't overly appreciate or enjoy. So, but anyways, very, very interesting stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, Ford is doing a really good idea, um, brand-wise, by moving into the... Um, performance SUV rental. Right. Because Dodge really got on the ball on that. Uh, FCA overall actually has really gotten onto the ball with that by bringing out the Jeeps, bringing out the Durangos with that performance edge that no other company had. Because I mean, a Hellcat powered Durango or Hellcat powered um, Trackhawk Jeep. I mean, nobody else had that. Nobody else had that much power, that much performance suspension brake-wise. Nobody had that. And Dodge really, and um, even with Alfa Romero being FCA, bringing out their um, V6, um, Stelvia. Yeah, no, she needs to be quiet. Um, she keeps interrupting. But, um, I mean, it is really, Dodge and FCA really got on the ball on that early. Before, I mean, Chevy's lagging the highway. They really don't right, have right. any performance SUVs. They tried doing the little appearance packages, yeah. doing the little tiny uh, tweaks here and there with like the RSTs and stuff like that, but they do not have a dedicated, this is an SUV for performance and being that family of all at all at the same time right. that Dodge has had. Now with Ford going with the ST, um, um, Edge and Explorer, and even with um, the Mark E, they're really trying to get to that performance SUV level, which is really a, a growing model right now. Yeah. So, really, really well, it's good nice that, that people are wanting their performance, but 
also wanting to be able to, to take friends, family, exactly. or you know, just take the performance vehicle from the Lowe's, you know, pick up a Christmas tree, mm -hmm. pick up yeah. plants, pick up a TV or whatever. Yeah. And still go to the drag strip later yeah. that night. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's a really cool market that has a lot of space yeah. to go. So I mean, Ford is really doing being uh, smart getting into that market early. So really cool. So. Anyways, guys, we got another topic uh, to talk about up next. We're going to take a break. Be right back. All right, guys, we're back. And uh, we went to the Orange County Convention Center earlier this year. And we were able to see some of the newest cars that are going to be coming on sale soon for the 2020 model season. So uh, quite a few new there was quite a few new vehicles. Um, also, too, you got that new Kia SUV that's coming out. So that's going to be interesting. Not our, not our excuse me. favorite, but the yeah. new one. Yeah, and a newer one that has just come out before that, um, after that car show. Um, and that one looks really good. So definitely going after the Jeep Compass. And yeah, I think it's going to—I think it's going to be a really good one. So hopefully we'll be able to check it out uh, next year at the car show. So we'll see how that works. But uh, any switch our date for next year, man. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's going to be—I think they switched it over to be the same now. So we'll see. Anyways, but anyways, guys. Um, yeah. So a lot of cool new models. You had the brand new Jeep Gladiator pickup truck, very cool looking. Um, you had the brand new Kia Telluride. You had the uh, redone Ford Explorer and ST trim with that. You also had the brand new Hyundai Sonata sedan. That was pretty. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. those on the road yet. Like yeah. So I mean, they just. Uh, that was pretty. I don't think they're on sale yet, but they're going to be pretty close here. But yeah. Let's all sit right here and not move on the road. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely playing Barchisi on the highway. But anyways, um, yeah, a lot of cool cars. So I mean, Subaru brought their A game again this year with refreshing their vehicles and the interiors. Oh man, interiors on those things just always blow me away, blows you away. Just how comfortable they are, how user friendly they are. They're just great, absolutely great interiors and great cars. It's, it's amazing. What's cool too is that the um, the, uh, what is it? The the motor, the top motor in the ascent is the turbo turbo force. Yeah, turbo. But anyways, um, the legacy and the Outback got that motor, and I drove it that with that motor in the Outback. I forget yeah. the spec on it. I think it's making like 260 horsepower. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, what a phenomenal drive! I mean, that yes. Is, for a four-cylinder, it's crazy. Because you went in not really expecting much from it. Yeah. I, mean, I drove in the Ascent yeah. last year and was impressed. Yeah. But in the Outback, I mean, the combination was just yeah, perfect. Exactly. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the restyling jobs that they've done on all their cars, too. I mean, just a little tiny refresh here, a little refresh there. And their cars... Oh, they, they look good. I mean, yeah. from each time they refresh it, they always look better. They don't look weirder. They don't look foreign. They always stay true to the right. styling that Subaru has had. Right. And they really look good. Really nice cars. Um, the color options are amazing. And the interior color options. Man, with that Beautiful. mocha, the mocha java color. 
man, that is and the, really nice. uh, the new uh, the Outbacks also get that midnight. I forget what they it's call oinks, it. Oinks, 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 whatever that the word is for black and yeah. And the, it has the O and then it has like the YX at the end. So yeah, that, that one we can't pronounce. Yeah, we don't know English. We don't know English. No, but anyways, anyways. That, that's what they call their blackout trim. Yeah, and it looked good. It's it very good. nice. So. Yeah, we could probably look nicer on the greens. But. Yeah, those army greens, those are really nice, really like those. So, that was good. The new Outback, very large, spacious inside. Yep. Wouldn't mind having one of those. Yeah, those are really good. And even the Legacy, because you try on the Legacy, man, you like that. So, yeah. All of those cars, I'd say all those cars have enough space for everybody. It doesn't, I mean, the I think the WRX is the smallest one. But I mean, you could still use that for a road trip car, have enough room, yeah. and not That's have any negative trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's amazing yeah. that even with how small that the WRX is, being the smallest, it still has so much comfort. Yeah, it's just really, really amazing. So I mean, and although yeah. the Camry, you know, TR the XSE isn't new. It right. does drive nice. It's a good driving car. Yeah, the Camry is definitely another one that's really good. So, uh, yeah, because I remember um, the first time trying out a Camry, it was not comfortable. The rear seat was like a rock. You felt every single bump, and yeah, it was it was a very rough, very rough car. Um, I think that was 2013, 2014, yeah. somewhere in there. I that think you tried it, it the next year. Yeah, because it was just, it was just. Was that the blah. squared one or the rounded one again? Um, I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, since they've done the last refresh, yeah, it's just been much improved. It's, it's much improved. It is a much better car than it ever was, and uh, they're also working on the all-wheel drive version of the camera. So that V6 is. I didn't. It is. I don't think I drove the four-cylinder, but the V6. Oh. Yeah, and with the it's not a it's not a fancy um, rubber bands uh, transmission. What do they call right. them? Yeah, basically what they are is rubber bands. But it's not that. Tra it's, I mean, it's a good, solid, very. It's a very quick car. It is with that V6. I, mean, I wouldn't mind having one of those too. Right. Something running a room here. But, and you rode in the Blazer. What did you think of that? The Blazer was very nice um, compared to other uh, Chevy cars. Yeah, so compared to other Chevy cars that I've ridden in, um, very nice. I think they really they, they started to up the game on their interior design, seat design, and very nice, comfortable ride. Um, it felt like it was a pretty spunky engine in it as well. Three six. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a very comfortable vehicle. It's interesting so, what we saw about so many different cup holders in that rear seat. Right. Yeah. Um, in several cars, it wasn't just the Trailblazer. It was several cars. Yeah. Being down issue. below your leg in the rear seat where you cannot access them. Right. Your and, arm would be like here, and it would be right back behind your elbow. Yeah. For the armrest. I forget holders. the reasoning for that. I don't know if it was going to make it too long to right. flip up. It was weird. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, that, that was, we noticed that in several cars. Yeah, so. Yeah, those in the doors, that's very interesting. Oh, the Subaru's always nailed it. Though. It's just Woo, always that was, perfect. <laughs> that was an interesting job, Woo. yeah. That was still a good look that you yeah. have there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm getting that right here. Yeah. Yeah, Telluride. What do we think of Telluride? The Telluride. I've seen so many of those, 
the same issue with the cup holders and that. Yeah. And I think the rear seat, you weren't real happy with the way it sat. No, yeah. It was, it was pretty too low. It was pretty small, leg, leg room wise for you. I mean, the, the so third row you had more that. room sitting in the Durango yes. than you did in that. So, but yeah, it, I mean, it was very well done exterior styling wise. Um, it looks like it should be because it has the same um, uh, six-cylinder engine as the Stinger. Yeah. So, very good performance wise. Um, for what I heard, what I've seen, four. it doesn't get yeah, the, it doesn't get a turbo. Engine, you just get some regular, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but Although definitely a turbo because it is. Was it predominantly front wheel drive? I think that's front wheel drive. I think it's all wheel drive. Ow. Yeah, but I think it was predominantly front wheel. Mm, okay, I think I'll I make it all wheel drive. I'll have I don't to check think that. it's set up for rear. I'll have to check that. From what I looked, but yeah. Yeah, I was very impressed with that exterior wise. Uh, front seat, mid seats, those are good. Um, good quality too. Good quantity and really a fair price yeah, for the market for anyways. For the market anyways. Because the top um, of the line started about what? 42, 43? Well, it started a little bit below that but somewhere, yeah. somewhere in that range, yeah. So definitely I think my favorite um, mid to compact size SUV that was probably be like the the Jeep Cherokee once again because yeah. I mean those um, so, I mean you really enjoyed how spunky, spunky those V6 engines were yeah. yeah and I mean I, it yeah, felt really good it felt like it hooked up pretty good um, but decent, yeah those decent um, room yeah very decent room very comfortable seating and uh, styling yeah, wise it's not bad either though. styling wise they've yeah. done an excellent job on those as well but for so, a big SUV that actually everybody's comfortable, it's, it's right. amazing how comfortable that Durango is. Yeah. So, I mean, I got back in that third row again and was shocked all over again yeah. how comfortable it was, even compared to the big Suburban. Right. So, probably uh, top choices on the full-size SUV is probably the Ascent, I'd say, uh, yeah. and also the Durango, yeah. certainly, because uh, those are definitely good. But Telluride's a good value. Yeah, Telluride so. is a very good value. So. So definitely check that. He gets a little bit more. Well, it looked like he get a little bit better warranty Probably than did. the Subaru, but you know, with the Subaru thing too, <laughs> you're getting, uh, you know, you're getting a, a better car, which typically you're not going to need the warranty as much, right? Per se, but um, yeah, both yeah. are good cars. Yeah, I think uh, sedan-wise, what do you say sedan-wise? Kind of like uh, New Avalon look nice. Because I mean, the Stinger—that's a really nice sedan. The back like, seats. That was not a comfortable. Car. Yeah, the back seats were not that comfortable. I don't think the front so, was that comfortable. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I it's mean, nice, the, nice, I nice think in I the performance realm. You that the, uh, the Firebird was more comfortable. I think yeah, I, I think you that. did say that. Yeah. And it was so weird because the outside of it, we love the yeah the, the outside, outside the performance the aspect. Turbo, yeah, yeah, but it just. For us, anyways, it really was not that comfortable. Yeah, because honestly, the the com more compact version of the Forte, the Forte, yeah. the Forte was more comfortable it than was. the Stinger was. And that's a cool for Which, a budget car. Yeah, that is a really nice. And that was a nicely spec sporty yeah. version of it. Yeah, because they they bring it out a GT spec version of it. Um, it doesn't. It's not getting the V6, but it is getting um, the suspension um, tune up. Um, exhaust and some other, some, some other those uh, normal uh, performance little tweaks and stuff yeah. that they do. But that's uh, a comfortable car. That's a very comfortable car. Yeah, I really like that one as well. Um, 
the yeah, video. I mean, we dumped it in the uh, the Sonata. Yes, we did. Okay. So I don't remember that too well. There were a lot of people. Yeah. So that, it looks great though, because we yeah. saw it was a top trim level with some blacked out in that mm -hmm. army gray. And that was yes, amazing. the gray was beautiful. So yeah, styling wise, that car is amazing. Um, I mean, it's like brand new styling. No other car has that styling, but it looks sharp. It looks very sharp. It doesn't look weird. It doesn't look too futuristic. It looks just right. It doesn't look like the Tesla pickup truck. Exactly. So um, anything that doesn't look like that, uh, we give it high marks, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Did you see some of the Instagram memes about them comparing the Aztec to the uh, new Tesla? <laughs> yeah. You can make that, that comparison. Yeah. Yes, that is a fair comparison. Bravo. Okay. And then some people were <laughs> joking about the DeLorean and the and the Aztec yes. and the baby. You see that one? Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen that one, but I can see where Ryan, that Ryan is. Ryan sent me that one. If the yeah. DeLorean and the Aztec had a baby, it would be the Tesla pickup truck. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Very good. Um, so yeah. Um, so then, wise, I really have to go I'm with the legacy probably yeah. again. I'm glad we're not yeah, east now there. That before today. Yeah. It was that way the last time we came yeah. this way. So. What are we doing today? I know that it doesn't really matter in this episode. Yeah, it, does, it really doesn't matter at all, yeah. but we're going to Cletus and Cars, Yay. round Cletus. two in 2019, yeah. so uh, that's going to be very interesting. Talk about new cars. Really. Yeah. Ooh. I want to see the Galaxy. So that's one car I want to see. I want to see that the would Galaxy, be nice. and I want to see Faster Palms, S10. S10. Yeah, that'd be cool. And that V6 cool. race car, PFI, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. I think it's supposed to be there. I think so, yeah. yeah so. Very cool. Okay. Well, uh, anyways, so Legacy, I'd say, is probably the most comfortable sedan we checked out. Yeah. There, of, the, so. of the new cars. Of the new cars, yeah. So, definitely... Is there any others? Not really in the sedan. Um, I'd say, let's see here. In the trucks, the Gladiator yeah. was amazing. Gladiator absolutely was awesome but wouldn't want to get out of that rear seat for anything very very uncomfortable to get in and out of that rear seat um, but uh, as long as you just want the front seat you'll probably be fine <laughs> but that back seat woo, not comfortable at all um but yeah ram the ram 1500 that was awesome still just amazing. Silverado was good. Obstacle course yeah, that was that, that was, was really yeah. cool. Yeah, that was good. Got to experience the Daytona banking yeah. with the Ram. There, so that was cool. Never brought a video on that yet. Yeah, so working on that. Good. Yeah, working on that. Working on that. Working on that. So uh, that'll be coming out soon. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Tundra and the Titan, those are all pretty good. I know you didn't like yeah. the hump in the rear seats. Yes. No, that was one thing you didn't like about that. Well, the thing about the Toyota and the uh, Nissan is that they do not have real good um, under storage in the rear seats. Yes. Like the Ford and um, the Chevy and the Ram GMC. Yeah. You can fold up the rear seats mm -hmm. and um, you can fold up the rear seats and it's a flat. Yeah. surface whereas you know, you know but um, I wanted to drive the, the Toyota TRD because right. it sounded oh man 
sounded like it would be a very cool car. Yeah, but I think Amy drove that. Did you yeah. ride it that way? Yep, I ruined that. Very, sound good? very, very nice vehicle. Sounded good. Very comfortable ride. The interior's kind of cheap looking. Yeah, I'd say so. I think it's on the same basis as Chevy's, really. Yeah. I think it's on that same same level. So, but, I mean, it was a very decent vehicle. I thought it was really good, sounded good, well, and it looked, so. it looked very good, too. Yeah. So, really like that. And then performance-wise, uh, I'd say we'd have to go with the Charger again. Right, even though we yeah. didn't get a driver. We didn't get a driver, but we did get a um, sit in it. And the it's only still performance car I drove that day because the line for the uh, Camaro SS was too long. Oh, that was yeah. But the uh, I didn't I didn't have to wait too long for the WRX. Ah, yeah. Always a good drive. Very spunky. Yeah. Lots of power. Yeah, so stay I got scared the guy with the TRD. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I think he said okay. Because I took off and I had to pass somebody and then swing back over. <laughs> he said okay, we need we need to turn over there. We need we need to slow down. Or we need to turn. Over. Well, it's all right, got it. <laughs> uh, he had fun it's in a here. fast car. It yeah. is, yeah. Well, I mean, all-wheel drive, you better get up to speed pretty quick then. Just <laughs> bing, that was Toyota. Oh, Toyota. Toyota? Yeah, try the Toyota. Okay. Very good. Very good. Which one was that? The Camry? Yeah. Okay, yeah. XSC V6. Yeah, because they didn't actually have the Camry with the uh, TRD there, but they did have the Avalon. And I'm impressed by those trims. Yeah, the, the trims. Awesome. Yeah. The only thing I do see is the um, underbody trim right next to the door. I think those trim pieces yeah. are going to break a lot with people stepping up. What do they call those? Um, it's kind of like on yeah. the Corvette um, Z06s, the C7. Yeah. It's got that extra little wing there at your door, door trim. I feel what it's called, good, yeah. but yeah. I think. It's uh, not a fuse or sail tail, I don't know. Yeah. But, it definitely looks like a uh, stepping, breaking yeah. hazard. It was tough. Term. It was a little bit tough for me to get in. Yeah. yeah. But Especially I mean, if you had dirty shoes. Yeah. yeah. Just long term, you're gonna scuff it. Yeah. But look wise, looks oh, yeah. very good. Performance wise, it sounds like it's gonna be good. And the all-wheel drive variants that yeah. could be coming. And if they put that onto the TRD with all-wheel drive and the V6s. I think it's going to be very impressive. So we'll see how those, what the all-wheel drive is coming out uh, later on. But I thought those cars were very good. So, alrighty, I think that's pretty much it on those. There's something else I was going to say. There's something else. I don't remember what it was. No. No. Nothing. It's gone. Haven't got to drive a new Corvette yet. We're riding one. Yeah. They feel good. Potential of those being all-wheel drive here eventually, mm -hmm. maybe with the Z06 and Z01 derivatives. I think it's the Z01 that's that's going to come out of yeah. most likely. We'll see. But I was listening to a podcast, and one of their, <laughs> their quiz questions was, "What does you know? What does the Z01 mean?" And the, the basic definition of that is Sora Racing. Ah, yeah. So that's kind of what the Z01 means. Sora Race. Hmm. Not a bad, a bad name. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Very nice. Alright, so that's uh, the end of that topic, guys. We're going to take a break. Be back in a second. Bye. Alrighty, guys. Welcome back. Um, so, what's been going on with YouTube, Todd? Do you know what's going on with YouTube? You've told me. 
Yes, I have told you. And they want to take away all of our rights, take away all funding. Yes. Which they can't do. You know why they can't take away our funding? Why can't they do that? Because they're not paying us anything anyway. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Very good. good nice. One. He got it. He got it. Very good. So, um, yeah, definitely some interesting stuff going on with the FTC, COPPA, and YouTube. So, uh, I think my basic reaction is, um, yeah, I'd say that was my original reaction. My second reaction was more of, how dare you, how dare you. Oh, you stole my dreams. <laughs> yes. And uh, third reaction was, well, let's call my senators and my um, uh, congressional representative and uh, see if they can do anything for me. So that's what I did. So you, you, you emailed them. Actually. I have emailed them. Well, actually, I called them first, and then I found out. Oh, wait a minute! I can email you guys. Hey, I will do that. I will email you. Yes. So uh, I've done that. So. Hopefully, um, other people are doing that as well, um, because if you're concerned about YouTube creators um, being a YouTube viewer or a YouTube creator as well, um, probably should be slightly concerned about the issues going on. Yeah. So, um, five guys. Five guys. Yeah, it does sound kind of weird. Um, yeah, so I mean, the basic thing is um, the FTC won a case against YouTube. Um, for violating the COPPA, Child Online Protection, Privacy Protection Act or something like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a good thing, kind of, COPPA per se, I, I get the idea, um, but the problem is, is FTC's enforcement is a blanket. We're going to cover everything. It's not, they're not willing to accept the idea of like, hey, um, Let's see, uh, toys are appealing to kids, this is uh, their reasoning. Toys are appealing to kids, so we've got to make sure everybody has that content marked correctly as child. Um, let's see here, animation, animated characters, um, yeah, all of that, we've got to make sure that, that that's all um, regulated to kids, um, this, that, and the other. Um, and my response to that is, number one, there is a lot of animation that is not for kids. That's very true. And that's not in a good way either. There's a lot of stuff out there that is not for kids in the remotest sense that's animated. Yeah. Also, too, um, in the other sense of uh, toys, there's a lot of people that are not kids that collect die-cast, Hot Wheels, Matchbox, and NASCAR uh, die-cast like you and I do. Yeah. So the problem is, is that FTC isn't realizing that, um, wait a minute, so this is also adult content too. They're not. They're not willing to think. Uh, they're, they're not. They don't have someone who's experienced on YouTube helping them with their rules and how they enforce their rules. Or at least pretty much. Pretty much. It's um, it's law enforcement without representation. So in other words, they're not. They're not letting us, the creators, really talk to them and how they are going to currently. Um, um, enforce the rules on YouTube. Yeah. So, uh, but luckily, um, currently they have updated some stuff, so they do want to hear from YouTube creators and YouTube viewers, so they've extended how long you can go to their websites and comment 
on their regulation of YouTube so that's kind of nice to Very see nice. so hopefully a lot of people will be able to do that also know that there are petitions going on as well um, by YouTube creators and viewers um, asking and uh, demanding that FTC um, be more specific be more detailed be more nitty-gritty with their rules package which I really believe they should be um, so that's so I mean that is my response in the fact that okay FTC is going to take over YouTube which they are now here's my other response here's my other response YouTube is a company and it's owned by Google which is a company it, and the companies are not owned by the government so or, I kind of have I, are I can't, they? Oh, are they? So, but I mean, as far as I know, they're not. Right. Yeah. So here's my problem with the FTC regulating YouTube and its creators is that why we need some regulation, why we need the government to be able to say, okay, that was 100% wrong, you shouldn't be having videos of people going Toy? up to shoot places. Yeah. No, no, no. Huh? Try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy? So, yeah, try. Right. So I mean, you do need that to some extent, but not to the extent of the government telling YouTube what it can and cannot do with its platform. Yeah. And that's that's my main issue with FTC coming in. But also too, um, because of um, FTC's rules and stuff like that, YouTube really isn't. Um, working to protect its creators as much as they probably should be. Um, they're really working on covering themselves and not the YouTube creators yeah, yeah. that they've created the platform for. Right. So that, that's kind of annoying to see as well. Um, but I mean, really, I mean, just the main thing is that the FTC taking over, going to be regulating, going to be fining up to $43,000 on what they um, deem to be child appealing content if you don't have it marked correctly um, is a real big problem but yeah it's just the rules package that they're doing is doesn't have the detail to really help you to be able to follow because I mean according to the analytics and um, as according to the analytics for just our channel uh, the people that are watching our hunting diecast videos are 18 to 40 year olds that's the audience um, now there might be kids watching I don't know the analytics do not tell me that um, but because um, we, we go to the go to Walmart we're on the toy aisle we happen to look at Hot Wheels to see what kind of cool actual real-world car diecast they might have since it's a Hot Wheels it could be deemed by the FTC to be kid content now our audience that YouTube is telling me that I have is adult audience it's not a kid audience so I have it marked as adult content because I'm deeming that most likely from the analytics that I'm seeing that most of you are collectors of diecasts so most so I mean so if um, the FTC comes in and says, uh, hmm, we see, yeah, forgot what that we see a Hot Wheels here, uh, that's uh, peening the kids, so um, yeah, you have this marked incorrectly, um, you need to pay us $43,000 per video. Yeah, um, Sign me up. I'm not uh, thrilled about that, so 
yeah so anyways uh, I've been doing a lot of reading a lot of watching and a lot of emailing and hopefully uh, we can get some of this stuff sorted out and hopefully FTC won't get as much control of YouTube as they currently are going to get yeah so definitely want to limit FTC's control um, because well, one thing it's a company so as YouTube being a company I don't want the government to have control of YouTube and to be able to tell them what they can and cannot do with the platform that they created secondly I don't want the government to not understand how YouTube works, how the videos work, how creators work, and to punish creators because you, the FTC doesn't understand. Uh, wait a minute, uh, these guys are adults, and their audience is adults, and they're collecting diecasts. Uh, maybe we shouldn't find them. It's just, it's because um, I mean, a lot of a lot of the stuff that's going on is hysteria. A lot of that is hysteria. It's it, it's 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 looking at everything and taking it to the full extreme of what possibly totally go wrong which is always possible which is always possible but the thing is is that it's very likely with how the rules packages the the wording and the attitude of the FTC and YouTube that the worst could actually happen just watching that so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very concerning um, to watch so um, one thing that you can do I know that there's quite a few videos quite a few uh, petitions so um, if you can find those petitions um, asking the FTC to be more uh, specific to really make a more in-depth rule package for YouTube uh, that would definitely be good um, also too another thing you can do is call your congressional representative or email them also your state senators you can do that as well and ask them to either stop FTC from taking over YouTube or to tone down the regulation of YouTube and also ask the, FTC, uh, the, the senators and stuff to work to ask the FTC not to be so harsh on YouTube creators. So, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that um, you need to do research on, you need to read, and you definitely need to um, be watching a lot of stuff on because uh, it's going to be messy. It's going to be messy if it comes in full scale. Um, it's just not going to be good. So we're definitely, definitely an iffy time right now for everybody as a YouTuber. What, uh, what uh, actions have you taken? Actions I've taken, I've been signing uh, several petitions. I've been reading a lot of stuff to kind of figure out um, law-wise on the videos for us what we need to do. So Video-wise? Video-wise. So video-wise, um, all of the animation stuff like CGN parodies with NASCAR and also Lego animation. Um, I had moved over to the Question Gamer YouTube channel. Um, that's just one thing to be able to say, okay, um, the Question Guys YouTube channel, that's 100% um, adult content. It's just, I'm trying to kind of cover our variants so that we don't get hit as much because um, currently I have the Christian Gamer YouTube channel marked a little bit more as either or, yeah. so hopefully not to get hit. But honestly, even with um, those, even though that they're stop motion animation video, they're honestly more for adults. I mean, honestly, they're geared more towards adults because for yeah. the NASCAR parody, I'm taking info and news articles from NASCAR and I'm making it into a comedy parody 
of what happens. And so only those that are really watching the NASCAR news and the races are really going to get uh, what's going on in the paradise. Well, those are getting pretty good views. So by switching yeah. over to the other channel, views that you could have gotten some money for, exactly. you know, now no longer are you know, viable as a money-making video. Yeah. Which, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's yeah, but it's, the new rules. Mm -hmm. Demand right. sense. So that's definitely some things uh, video-wise that I've been doing. Um, so, but honestly, um, it's just one of the things. The rules are so broad that honestly, the only thing you can do to totally protect yourself is just totally delete everything and give up. Right. Which is like we've spent like two two years plus working on the YouTube channel, figuring out. What, what's good, what works, um, what's entertaining, what's in interesting for you guys to watch. So, um, yeah, so just one of those things. You gotta keep keep working at it and, oh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see but one thing, I, the one thing that is interesting is that uh, should um, the FT, because uh, I mean, FTC coming in and all that stuff, um, we still have the hunting diecast videos on the Question Guys channel. Um, yeah. So if the FTC decides to fine us and we refuse to pay um, technically YouTube can destroy our channel remove us and our accounts from YouTube so that would be kind of hard but um, trial wise if we refuse to pay it goes to trial and all that uh, according to some lawyers that I watched and read stuff on um, we should be able to contest it the only problem is is that um, most likely because of YouTube's wording on how they're going to deal with this issue and um, other stuff, most likely our channel and all its videos and even our Google accounts would be totally gone by them. So yeah, it's just one of those things where uh, it's a rock and a hard place really. Just because you don't know because the rules are so vague what's going to happen. So yeah. Just uh, something you gotta watch. So uh, we're definitely gonna keep doing videos. Um, I'm definitely trying to kind of think, uh, think through the stop motion stuff because I definitely enjoy doing that. I think it's fun, and um, if nothing else, I get a laugh out of watching yeah, yeah. what I've created because it's always kind of funny, and a lot of people enjoy watching them as well. Um, so I'm kind of uh, balancing out the the. Um, yeah, the pros and cons of keeping doing that, so we'll see. It do take longer to make. It does, it does take longer to make, and uh, it's just, really, for having, because I got like 24 of them yeah. or so, and $43,000 per video doesn't sound really appealing to me, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. And also another thing, too, is that gaming, because it's yeah. an animated gaming stuff, it could also be termed appealing to kids as well. Right. When a lot of the gaming community community is 18 to 20, 30 year olds, really. I mean, right. it's it's got a pretty high up there adult range that's going on. So yeah, just uh, it's a tricky tricky stuff. So yeah. interesting to see. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of gloomy almost, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Good old days of YouTube are over. Yeah, they're pretty much uh, gone and forgotten. We got the uh, tail end of it. Yeah, the very tail. So. Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to be keeping doing videos, and we'll just see what the future brings. It's one of those things, like, 
um, why stop making videos just because you're afraid of what might happen? It's like, it's not worth it. You don't know it's going to happen until it actually does happen. Right. You don't want it to happen, but what, I mean, you can't stop it and you can't, um, you just don't know. So it's just one of those things. Just keep on going, keep on uh, plugging away and see what happens. Yeah. So, so currently, anyways, we're here to stay and we're going to be keeping making videos. So it's going to be fun. Fun, fun, fun. And speaking of NASCAR, that's our next subject and that's coming up. So we'll right. see you on after this break. Alrighty, guys. Jimmy Johnson is retiring. And Daniel Suarez doesn't have a ride for next year. Wow. As of yet. As of yet, yeah. So amazing stuff going on city season wise. And Kyle Busch is the champion. The champion. Yes, yeah, so, I mean uh, that's yes, number two. Yeah, championship number two. I thought so, he had had more. So I'm no, not, he I'm don't. Not near as gloomy and mad. Yeah. Yes, yes, two. Yeah, but also too, just a great night for Joe Gibbs Racing. I mean, they've been working really hard. They had a great season, awesome season, even with the loss of JD. So I mean, yeah. uh, really, it's really kind cool. Of a reward, kind of a reward sure. for all that. So I mean, yeah, really, really cool to see. Uh, Joe Gibbs definitely a cool guy. I enjoy watching him, enjoying his attitude, how he works with stuff. So yeah. really like him, and uh, Good yeah, yeah, definitely a very cool guy and cool team that he runs. So definitely, yeah. definitely cool to see all that work pay off for him. Um, but anyways, yeah. So Jimmy Johnson is retiring after the 2020 season. So. Um, he has one more chance to get that eighth championship that he wants. So uh, I really hope he'll just be content with tying the king and Dale. Yeah, that would make me happier. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it would be cool for someone to break that, but it's like, yeah. But the king and Dale, it's like, yeah, you don't you really don't want someone to break it and top those guys right. when they when they were in really hot equipment. I mean, they were in equipment that isn't like today. I mean, today's equipment is amazing. So, I mean, they really had to work hard to get those wins. So, Wouldn't I mean, have fewer races to them? Hmm, I'm not sure on that one. I think that's not That might have helped. Just to keep okay. facts there. Yeah, so. But, I mean, still, I mean, harder equipment to use yeah. um, compared to today. Um, but they, they were still getting the best equipment of the time, oh, of yeah. course, but still, just all their hard work to really do that is really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like uh, I really don't mind Jimmy Johnson winning. I'm not a big fan of him, uh, but I mean, I, I, I would like to see him get a win. I would like to see him because he's been on a two-year streak where he hasn't had a win, so it'd be nice for him yeah. to finish out his career with some wins, but I wouldn't want to see him um, top the King or um, Dale Senior, which is right. we, we don't want to see that. But um, definitely, uh, definitely a cool career for him. Because he, he came in about the same time as Ryan Newman. And this was an interesting fact. Ryan Newman beat Jimmy Johnson for Rookie of the Year. Really? Yes. That was funny. And I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. A fact that I never knew. So, I have um, no idea. Well, yeah. So, uh, Jimmy Johnson will be retiring. Uh, most likely, uh, Kurt Busch, um, he might retire after the 2020 season. We'll see how that works. Because he's got, he signed a deal for at least one more year again. Um, Ryan Newman, I think he's staying on for at least two years. Got a contract there, so I mean, yeah, not, so not, not very many of the old guys left in the sport anymore. So, yeah. 
And uh, Harvick, we didn't hear much about Harvick. He's kind of in with that same. Yeah. Was he before Jimmy Johnson or? He's a little bit older. I think. Uh, yeah, because he he replaced Dale Senior in the renumbered number three car. He, yeah. He, he got the drive. Yeah. Um, directly after that, so uh, yeah, I think he's been in the spot a little bit longer. But uh, so yeah. Too so, much, but yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely cool. And Stone Haas, um, Daniel Suarez will be leaving the 41 car, and Cole Custer will be taking over that spot. Yeah. Um, you also have uh, Christopher Bell coming up from the next Winnie series. He'll be driving the number 95. And somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick will be taking over the number 8 car. And uh, Daniel Hemrick will be going down to drive for Junior Motorsports. So he'll be in some better equipment. So yeah. hopefully he'll be able to work himself back up to the cup. That'll be kind of cool to see. Um, yeah, Ryan Newman will be interesting to see next year because um, sponsorship deals, those have seemed to be doing better for Rush Finway since they've had a better season. Yeah. So definitely see if they can get better equipment to improve the program. And uh, he's we'll heading out, what, uh, 15th in points? 15th in points. So Unfortunately, how high was he? 10th? So, um, he was higher up there, yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, compared to what that number six car did the years previously, yeah. um, that Major car has done around. an amazing thing, so yeah, yeah. Right. Ryan Newman's done a good job of that. Then also, he's going to have some Louisiana hot sauce oh. to come alongside his hot dogs, being in the form of Chris Busher. And Chris Busher cool. will be driving the number 17 for Australia Racing next year, so that's kind of cool. Oh, we got we got Louisiana hot sauce man and we got hot dog Newman. So yeah. both of them combined, that should be a very hot duo. That'd be a good blend. Yeah. So very, very, very cool. Very, very tasteful. Very tasteful. Yeah. So and then uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is replacing uh, Chris Busher in the 37. So see all that goes. Menard is Maddie D's new ride. Yeah, Maddie D gets Paul Menard's car with Wood Brothers. So. That car's been doing pretty good, so I mean, Randy, yeah. he's a good driver, so it'll be interesting to see um, how far that team goes this right. next year, too, so very interesting. So, uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff happened, and um, obviously the new uh, sponsorship package, that's coming out this year, so uh, will not, yeah. it will be the NASCAR Cup Series, it will not be the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, it will simply be the NASCAR Cup Series, the Monster will be the official energy drink. Um, Gecko will most likely be the official car insurance and so on and so forth down the line. That might work out pretty well, I think. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the main thing that um, NASCAR is looking at is if we have multiple sponsors, then, this, then um, it's not one sponsor having to pay a lot of money to be able to support us. Right. It's multiple sponsors chipping in to help out with the overall price, and then those sponsors can go to other teams the sponsor cars and even the tracks too to sponsor events so more money can kind of be more fluid moving around being right. able to change hands and stuff so i think i think it's going to be yeah, a better model be uh business wise so definitely be interesting um then also this is an interesting rumor i don't think it's true but a very interesting little rumor that joe gibbs racing is building the next gen car really that is a rumor I think it's a very slight, very slight rumor that's probably not true in the least, 
but it was an interesting one that I heard pop up and floating around here and there in the other place. So uh, we'll see if that's true. I really don't think it is, but we'll see. That car didn't come out until, until 2021. 2021. Yep. Um, and also in 2021, NASCAR is looking at redoing the schedule a little bit more and possibly adding a few brand new tracks to the sport. So Circuit of Americas, that's one in the running. And also yeah. looking at bringing in some of the other um, older oval tracks yeah. as well, um, like uh, The Rock, bringing that cool. one back possibly. So uh, we'll see how that does. So definitely going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, we're hoping to go to the Daytona race. Yes, the what? 400. In August. It's August. End of August. <laughs> so that should be should be warm. Should yeah. be muggy. Same should be beach. sweat pouring down the proverbial face and beard. Yeah. Whew, that's going to be interesting. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So go to the duels again. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, uh, go to the 400. That's going to be fun. So that's always an entertaining race. But also, too, what's going to make it even more entertaining is it will be the last race before the cutoff. Or actually, it will be the cutoff race. So the racing is going to be spectacular. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but really, let's see, I don't think there's anything else, really. Because um, no, no new brands. No new brands are coming until yeah, 2021 once the new car comes out. And no um, more teasers of who else could be coming. Yeah, no new teasers coming out. So uh, we'll see. We well, will GM's see. being a royal pain. Yeah, GM's being a royal pain. Yeah, so. Do you uh, think if Dodge came back, do you think Petty, Petty would go right back to Dodge? I'm pretty sure he would. I'm pretty sure that he'd go back. Um, I definitely would like to see him do that. So, uh, so yeah, just a, a Dodge and the Petty Blue. That's the best way to go. Um, but yeah, really, there's nothing else that's new on that thing. Just interesting city season stuff to kind of be excited about, interesting looking at. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that's pretty much it. So I know my voice is getting tired. We got a big day still ahead of us. So I think we're going to call it there. We're talking about Yeah, we're going to rest the voice. Yeah. yeah, I haven't talked this much for over a week. <laughs> I haven't been talking at all. <clears throat> but anyways, guys, uh, thank you for watching the Combustion Guys Roadcast. Thank you for watching these beautiful pit stop videos. Thank you for listening on any of your favorite podcast apps. And uh, thank you. yeah, we will see you next time on the Combustion Guys YouTube channel and on the next edition of Roadcast. See you guys next time. Oh yeah, bye bye.